Step Back Podcast. Welcome, Luke Bosher, to the studio. Welcome back. Thank you, John. Good to good to be back. It's good to have you here. Have you enjoyed the start of the NBA season so oh, far? Oh, I definitely have. It is so much better than preseason, and we've been talking a lot about basketball off air. Yeah. And now I'm excited to get the chance to talk basketball on the pod. Yeah. Well, today we are going to be talking about sort of our favourite moments and we're going to be doing it with the power of three, Luke. Mm. Power of three. So yeah, rule of three, good rule. It's a good rule. So we're going to have, we're going to be talking about our, our favourite games, three three favourite games each. They might overlap a little. We're going to be talking favourite individual performances, three surprise moments we've got and then sort of uh, three the three best players so far, essentially. Mm. That's what we're going for. So uh, let's kick it off with our favourite individual performances uh, of the season. I'm going to kick us off and uh, I'm a, I am a Rockets fan. I tend towards the Rockets. Yeah, I, I, I like to think of myself as fairly impartial, but if I do have a team, it's the Rockets. Mm. And uh, I did love what Russ did against the uh, New Orleans Pelicans um, in, a, in a tight win. It was a 106 to 103 victory. Mm. And Harden is struggling at the moment. Um, yeah, for not efficiency. putting up the, the crazy numbers. No, Well, he is, but without the efficiency, essentially. And it's, it's creating a lot of tight games for the Rockets. Um, but we snuck through this one basically off, off the back of uh, Russ just being very good, essentially. Um, he, uh, he, got, he got the triple-double, of course, 28, 13, and 10. Uh, and he is, he's still averaging a triple-double for the season. I don't know how he's doing that on Harden's team, to be yeah. honest. I mean, there's, he's, yeah, it's a crazy split. Yeah, it's a what, crazy what split. have you made of uh, Russ yeah, I've on been, the Rockets? Like, kind of like you said, I've been surprised that they seem to have gelled so quickly although you know Harden is struggling yeah um, as you say but I don't, it seems to be sort of same old same old they're just doing well yeah uh, and they've got like two unbelievable caliber players um, at guard and it's just they're really fun to watch yeah it's uh, it, it has been a mixed start they're four and three at the moment um, the Rockets and we, we have you know we've taken losses uh, along the way um, to you know the likes of uh, Miami and uh, the Bulls, I believe, which which hasn't been great. Are the Nets? Sorry, not the Bulls. But it is sort of a it's a team that's growing. Obviously, it's going to take some adjustment with uh, Russ and Harden there. But it's encouraging to see they're both sort of playing playing their same game. And like Ru- and Russ hasn't like been diminished at all by playing on the Rockets. No, not at all. Yeah, right. Do you have a do you have a suggestion? Okay, look, my second second individual performance. Uh, I've gone for Kyrie Irving mm. in his debut against the Timberwolves, his regular season debut. Um, what a game! Yeah, a great game, which uh, which they lost, the Nets lost, but Kyrie put up a fifty piece. Yeah, fifty piece. That is, uh, it's it's one way to announce yourselves uh, in New York, certainly uh, for for Kyrie, uh, and he started the season as he finished last, just by being really good at basketball. Yeah. Now there has already been a bit of rumbling mm. from the Kyrie camp that he's sort of not getting on with his teammates. Um, what do you make of Kyrie's character? Do you think he is actually detrimental to a basketball team, essentially, <sighs> despite his obvious talent putting up 50 points? I feel like if you go to several places and the same sort of issues crop up, like you have to sort of look at the, the one sort of common factor and go, hmm... Maybe that's the problem. Yeah. And the one sort of common factor, uh, certainly at the, the Nets early on and, and the Celtics last year a little bit, um, is, is Kyrie. Yeah. 
I, I, I do keep saying this. I'm, I, I do wonder if we're going to look back at the end of his career and be like, why did you leave LeBron James? Mm. Like that, that is your like, that was your career there. And you've gone from that to being just known as a troublemaker throughout the league. Yeah, I have to agree. Essentially. Um, and the Nets still, Kevin Durant will not be back this year. It has been confirmed. Um, and they are struggling. They're going to be struggling to make the playoffs by the looks of things, Luke. Yeah, potentially. Um, they've got a pretty similar um, sort of squad to last year. Um, still got the throw, still got the likes of Dinwiddie and Karis Levert, who are good players. I think yeah. they proved that last year. They're good players. Um I don't, and the East, oh, yeah, there's some surprising teams in the East mm. this year. You know, the Heat are doing quite well. Uh, so, yeah, they might struggle. They're definitely uh, there's no chance of them repeating last season. But I don't know, Kyrie is just a really good player. I mean, he's an all-star for a reason. Yeah. Um, and you'd think about it on paper, Kyrie for D'Lo is like, that's an upgrade. A huge upgrade. Um, huge upgrade. in terms of the chemistry and, and longevity into the season, only time will tell. I think they'll still make the playoffs. Okay. Okay, only time will tell, that's true. Um, another, uh, my third individual performance. See, I've got a few that, that went around my mind. Um, mm. You know, we've, uh, we'll talk about Ja Morant later, but his, his game versus the Nets was mm. really impressive. Yeah, his duel with the aforementioned. The aforementioned Kyrie, Kyrie Irving. Um, I did love uh, Booker last night as we as we speak now. Um, he put up 40 points yeah. to defeat the Sixers for the first time. That was great. Yeah, massive game. But I have to mention, <laughs> have to mention, uh, no, it's not uh, It's not Aaron Baines versus Golden State Warriors. It is LeBron James versus the Dallas Mavericks. Mm. LeBron still got it, Luke. Yeah, definitely. 17. I think it's like, it's one of those things where the arrival of AD on the scene has sort of like spurred LeBron yeah. into doing better. You can just, like, his performances are just unbelievable. His passing is still there. His athleticism is still there. Some of the dunks he's putting down are just nutty. Yeah. Um, off the dribble, he's still so strong and just, like, bully ball against, like, everyone. And it's, the thing about, like, AD being there is, like, they seem to have a really good chemistry and understanding. Obviously, they're just both fantastic basketball players. Yeah. But it doesn't seem like, it's not like a rivalry as to who can be better. It's, mm. Who, how can we make the team better and how can we, as a duo, as the two stars, I mean, AD's pretty experienced, but not the same wealth of experience that LeBron has. How can we, as you know, two experienced dudes, like carry this team? Yeah. And it's really fun to watch. Yeah, and that particular performance was a 39-point, um, 16 assists, 12 rebounds uh, in an overtime win. And it's, it's just reminded the league, I think, that LeBron, you know, when... He, he can still do this and when he does this he looks every inch still the best player in basketball despite mm. all the Kawhi Leonard talk and you know even despite the AD talk yeah in the first week I think for the Lakers it was all about AD yeah. and they were you know loving him but this past week, week it's been uh, three three straight triple doubles for Braun three wins on the road and he's just reminded everyone that he's still there and right at this point he's in that MVP race in year 17 which is pretty unbelievable Mm, yeah, I mean, AD is also probably in that MVP race. Your pick, yeah, I my pick for MVP. I think the thing about it is like because the Lakers have both LeBron and AD. Neither of them are likely to win MVP because they, you know, you can't have two stars on the same team really and mm. then win the most valuable player. That's kind of not how it works. Yeah, in a way, it's not, not like, historically. Yeah, yeah, not historically. Yeah, it's why they could maybe know. share the award. Well, that'd be nice. That'd be nice. Right, Luke, let's move on um, to 
three of our favourite games uh, of the season. I've got some uh, got some suggestions for you, and I'm going to go for the aforementioned Ja Morant versus Kyrie Irving battle, which was the Nets versus the Grizzlies, an overtime win for the Grizz, 1-3-4 to 1-3-3. A good game, a yeah. good game of basketball. A really good game. I not expecting too much from the Grizz this season. Uh, not the team that I expected to pay a lot of attention to, uh, especially with Mike Conley obviously departing for the Jazz. But Jamarant has uh, come out of the box flying. Yeah. Um, I really liked him. Um, I saw some of his highlights pre-draft. Really liked what I saw. I thought he would do well in the league. And I think it's the sort of thing kind of similar to Luca last year where he's on a team guaranteed to like start games and there's just no pressure there. Yeah. There's just no pressure to do anything. There's no pressure on Dallas last year, although there is this year, and there's no pressure on the Grizz this, this year. Yeah. And Ja Morant seems to be thriving. Yeah, I mean, not every game has been good, but like you say, he's, he's totally allowed to just take it slow this season. Mm. And um, yeah, this game against the Nets, against Kyrie Irving, a player who... You know, you can draw comparisons to as sort of a a, a sort of um, sly point guard. Yeah, he uh, he really impressed in this one. Put up thirty points, game winning assist to Jay Crowder. Jay Crowder, by the way, who um, only hit didn't hit a shot until overtime, um, and then made the game winner straight after. So uh, yeah, that was a superb game. Okay, look, game number two I've got for you uh, is a game that sort of. Uh, is a bit of a rivalry between the two of us. Mm. A Wiz fan. Yes, you, indeed. And a Rockets fan, me. Uh, 159-158 in normal time, yeah. Luke, to the Rockets. Bit of a heartbreaking uh, result for the Wiz, considering how close the game was throughout, really. Um, and the fact it just would have been so great for this Wiz team to beat that Rockets team. Uh, but there's a lot of positives to take away from the game. Uh, from a Wizards perspective, uh, big performances from Bradley Beal, Rui Hachimura, Thomas Bryant, all the people you want to see doing well from a Wiz perspective, doing bits. Yeah, you, uh, you're, you've been like quite impressed with what you've seen from the Wiz. You know, yeah, your well, expectations were incredibly low going were, into this season. They let's, were let's very low. I thought so. You're not, you're not hating it uh, so far. Tell, tell me about the, uh, the Wiz. Who surprised you? Well, I think Rui has come into the season. A lot of people thought that Rui is a is a good pick because mm. he's very NBA ready. Eleventh pick um, in the draft. Yeah, eleventh yeah. pick in the draft. Very NBA ready. Perhaps doesn't have the highest of ceilings, mm. but has a pretty low floor. If that makes sense. You high know, floor. High floor. Perhaps high a pretty floor. high floor. Yeah. And he started really well. I saw a couple of days ago that he was like averaging the third most points uh, of all rookies. Potentially not the case now as he had a couple of iffy games, which he's totally allowed to do. Yeah. Um, and he like physically as well. Looks really good. In the Wizards win against, um, against the Pistons uh, last night as we speak, or two nights ago as we speak, uh, a really strong left-handed dunk, uh, like beating Andre Drummond to the ball like powering through and Dre's Dre's a big dude, dude. Uh, and I saw Isaiah Thomas as well I mean what a good story that is he's yeah. averaging like seven assists and has been bench for basically every game but one uh, thus far and it's just a lovely story basketball fans just love to see IT doing well yeah happy to see him back in the league and back you know playing regular minutes I'm not sure how many minutes he's getting a game so um, he's coming off the bench for about well, 20, 15 yeah maybe. something like that him, yeah. him and Ish Smith are sort of sharing the workload fairly yeah. evenly IT did get the start um, in the win over the Pistons and I think he'll probably be the starter uh, for most of the season but Ish Smith is, is a good player as well good industry yeah. and I like having IT on the team, even though he may well get traded to like a more of a contender late yeah. in the season. 
Yeah, yeah, I do love a bit of IT. His season in Boston was uh, one of my favourite like individual seasons mm. uh, ever of Nutty. any player from like a guy who's shorter than me. Not many people shorter than me yeah. in the league. He's like my height. Yeah, that's like 5'10", by the yeah. way, everyone. Luke's not a tall guy. Um, okay, Luke, my third game that I've picked out, Suns Clippers. Mm. Suns have taken some scalps, man. Yeah, Suns really <laughs> have. Suns really have. 130 to 122 this was to have the Clippers their first loss of the season um i think it's fair to say no one really saw this coming and what? no one saw how good the suns were going to be in this early part of the season of course i'm not going overboard yeah yeah but they do have a five and two record in the first yeah. seven games potentially true although i think adding like ricky rubio to a side i feel like it was it's easy to say now but ricky rubio is a good player yeah like he's a good basketball player he's yeah. like a really good passer of the ball compliments booker pretty well as like a guard duo um, and this is without DeAndre Ayton as well for like yeah. every game so far? Or did he play uh, one? He played the first Ayton played two the first. games. Yeah. yeah, DeAndre Ayton, who of course has been banned for 25 games for mm. uh, taking a, a diuretic, um, similar to John Collins. We might come on to that in a bit, actually. Mm. But um, yeah, no, it, it's been a really like feel-good story because like, for as long as I can remember watching basketball, which admittedly isn't you know years and years and years but um yeah the suns have been rubbish yeah <laughs> uh, so like and it's really good to see like booker put up numbers that contribute to wins now because mm, he was always no, critiqued yeah. for putting up just you know garbage yeah. time He'd numbers have, like 50 points in a game but the like suns would lose by like 20 so yeah. it's sort of like well who cares it's just nice to see sort of his his talent like come through and like be appreciated now mm. Um, which is very nice to see. And yeah, to be fair, I do actually remember you mentioning before the game, before the season started, you were like, oh, Ricky Rubio, that's a good pickup. Yeah. He has been a very a very calming influence on this team. Mm. I mean, it's just having vets yeah. like around that sort of setup. Yeah. And Aaron Baines, my man, Aaron Baines. I'm repping Aaron Baines this season. He's yeah. been You're an Aaron awesome. Baines stan? I'm Aaron Baines stan. Honestly, in one of these individual performances, I, I did pick out Baines versus Golden State Warriors 24-7 and 12 night. Mm. That's seven really, assists, man. Seven, seven assists, assists for Aaron Bates. And he's been knocking down that three-pointer. Yeah. Three well, he did unreal. it a little bit last year for Boston, yeah. I noticed. He was a good um, player for Boston. Yeah. yeah. Spaced the floor pretty well. Yeah. I love Baines. Boston could sort of use a centre right now. Yeah, they would. Uh, they love a bit of They Ruin getting rid of Baines. Mm. Bring the Baines back. Okay, we'll move on to our three surprising moments slash things that have happened so far this season. And I have written down so many because, you mm. know, it's been a really, really interesting season so far. Um, but I do think a very obvious one is uh, Dwight Howard, man. Yeah. Dwight Howard, mm. age 34. We all thought he was washed. He was what He was in the Washington Wizards. He was washed. Yeah. Was oh, uh, washed. oh, yeah. That is comedy gold. Last season. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, he, yeah, he was injured, went down. I think it's, for me, it's like, it's a, it's a double-edged sword because it's sort of like, well, if Dwight had been good last year and John Wall had been fit, we could have done a lot more. Yeah, but. Right. Equally, if Dwight was fit, we wouldn't have seen the emergence of Thomas Bryant. And I love Thomas Bryant a lot, so I'm kind of happy about it. And right. like, the way that the Wizards are right now, it wouldn't make sense to have an ageing Dwight Howard still on the roster. Yeah, all right, mate. This isn't a Wizards fan podcast. Okay. But well, you're <laughs> asking about Wizards players no. and ex-Wizards players. But yeah, yeah Dwight, Howard this, Dwight, Howard, this Dwight Howard this season has put up some really good numbers. He yeah. seems to be really enjoying his time in the Lakers. He's still stupidly athletic, yeah. putting up unbelievable blocks, uh, unbelievable dunks as well. He's just, just yeah. a good player. He's just he's got a very defined role with the Lakers, and mm. one he's actually doing with like a lot of energy um, and a lot of you know vigor, which makes a little bit of a change from the past few seasons. Um, he does seem a bit lighter 
Uh, maybe has lost a bit of weight. He seems to always lose weight over the summer, you know, apparently. Um, but this summer, he, he does seem to be a bit a bit leaner and he's really shuffling his feet. And yeah, I think the blocks have been particularly noticeable. Um, he's sort of at a, at a career high block percentage this, this season. Uh, and considering he's a three-time defensive player of the year, that's that's pretty outstanding. Mm. And uh, yeah, he's he's been superb, playing about twenty minutes a night for the uh, for the Lakers, and has contributed to them being first in defensive efficiency in this league. Yeah, I mean, who would have thought? Who would have thought that last this time last season? I know, Lakers defense was not what no. they were known for. Not what they were known for. But when you've got AD, I feel like your defensive efficiency is always going to be pretty high because the man is a monster. Yeah. Yeah, let's just touch on uh, on the Lakers actually a little bit because they do have an NBA best record of six and one. Mm. Um, are you impressed? Have, super impressed. Have they won you over? As so sort of impressed. Like, yes. Like title favorites. Yes. Uh, title favorites. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Actually, yeah. Okay. Okay. I still say it's so hard to say when Paul George is still waiting in the wings and the Clippers are looking quite good. Yeah, they're fine. Fi- Admittedly, they've had a, well. a couple of iffy losses, but they do look yeah. pretty good overall. They do, and and in the games that Kawhi plays, especially, I think he's only missed one so far. Um, yeah, but he he looks absolutely unbelievable. But yeah, I really love what I'm seeing from the Lakers. Um, probably the thing that's most impressed me is this defensive efficiency, mm. um, which is being helped by you know the guys they got in the off season. Um, Danny Green, of course, um, the AD, the ultimate three and D, the ultimate three and D. Yeah, AD, Dwight Howard. And uh, Avery Bradley as well doing mm. a job on the opposition point guard, which is pretty nice, pretty handy for them. Yeah, you, exactly. you need someone to, to guard. Yeah, to guard the op- and he doesn't have guard. to do a lot on offense because if you've got Point LeBron in the mix, yeah. uh, playmaking, you don't need Avery Bradley to be doing loads of crazy stuff. Yeah, so uh, he's absolutely like the role player yeah. that uh, the Lakers need. And I do think just the the product of uh, having good defensive players around him is that LeBron is quite motivated to defend well this yeah, season. Yeah, because that was a massive criticism of him around the sort of January, February kind of time yeah. when you had the likes of Ingram was looking pretty sloppy, Kuz was looking a bit sloppy as well. Yeah, Lonzo Ball was doing all right, but because the team was losing, LeBron was sort of standing there. Yeah, yeah, there was the, you know, the sort of the image that stuck in your head is, is Kuzma pushing LeBron yeah. out to go and like block, block his man. Um, taking a three point but he's really like hustling around the court now um, which is just good to see I think that is just a product of being in a good defensive environment mm. yeah well very impressive uh, another surprise I have this season um, I didn't see it coming but the Golden State Warriors Luke are pretty trash yeah they are so they, far. they kind of are and it's tough when you've got someone as good as Clay Thompson out obviously they have uh, brought in D'Angelo Russell as a sort of replacement you could say but the curry the curry uh curry clay combination uh that chemistry you can't beat uh and obviously curry now has his broken hand i know as you've you've sort of alluded to wasn't putting up crazy numbers mm. but he's still a fantastic player mvp caliber sort of player yeah. uh for sure but they are trash and their lineup uh in their most recent game was pretty garbage but they won so they did win. That was against the Trailblazers, a surprise victory. Mm. Um, but yeah, like yeah, Curry's Curry's broken his hand. He's going to be out. I think it's going to be weeks, not months, potentially. Um, but yeah, he was my sort of early season pick for MVP. I just thought him on his own, he was going to be splashing. He's going to be taking whatever twenty thirty threes a night. He's mm. going to be making half of them. Um, yeah, I really just thought it would be sort of twenty fifteen Steph Curry back. Uh, and that's why I picked him for MVP, but clearly that is 
that's not on the cards whatsoever. Um, and now I don't even think the playoffs on the cards. <laughs> yeah, the West is pretty stacked. There are loads of good teams, and I feel like this period now for the, the Golden State is just going to mean they have like an unassailable deficit to make up when uh, Curry is back and fighting fit. Yeah, what you want to see now from the Golden State Warriors is I want to see D'Angelo Russell really, you know, take a step up or at least look like the player he was at Brooklyn um, mm. in the you know post All Star break, um, the sort of basketball that earned him the move to Golden State and the max contract. And you want to see the sort of young guys who they drafted, Jordan Poole, um, Eric Pascal, um, really sort of take take steps forward and, and become good NBA players. Pascal had a great game against the Trailblazers, 28 points. Oh, he did. 28 points and looked really, really good. Um, so, yeah, it's not all doom and gloom, but just compared to, like, the bounty of the last five years, uh, <laughs> Golden State Warriors fans cannot be all that happy. No. In the, new, in the new centre as well. Chase. Yeah. Very true. I mean, I sort of joked about it uh, on Twitter that you know Golden State are just going to blow it up this season, get the first go, get the first pick of the draft, uh, and then win the twenty twenty one championship. Yeah, who knows? Imagine, imagine. Yeah, well, I don't know if this draft is particularly stacked though. No, this one coming up. No, I mean it was a joke. Okay, it's a podcast for a, it's a it's a topic for a later podcast. I think. Yeah. Right, Luke. My third surprise um, is probably I'm going to go for. The Miami Heat, Luke. Yeah. Have you heard of Kendrick Nunn? Not I will before tell you. this season. I will really? tell you. Well, no, you wouldn't have because he is technically a rookie despite being aged uh, 24. Mm. He t- took four years at college. At, at, in his final season at college, he was second overall in scoring. And uh, he, he, he went undrafted, um, which may partly be because of some personal issues. He was, I believe he... Um, he was arrested and charged at one point, and so there might be some character issues that you know GMs took exception to, which is why he wasn't drafted. But after spending a, a year in the G League, he has come into this season, and uh, he's absolutely exploded in the first five, six, seven games. Uh, he scored more points uh, as an undrafted player through the first five games than any rookie ever, any undrafted rookie ever. Uh, and he's cooled off a little, but yeah, 18 points per game on 40% shooting from three. No, this no, guy's a player. Those are good numbers. Yeah. Those are good numbers. And he has fired the heat with with help yeah. to a 5-2 and two record. Yeah. Reminds me a little bit of kind of like Buddy Heald in yeah. that he's sort of come into the league doing really well, but it's like slightly older than people think. Yeah. Well, when, when you say he's a rookie, people yeah. are like, oh, he's 20 years old. But no, he's 24. Um, yeah. And... Yeah, like you say, Buddy Hield, what's he, like 50, 55 now? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, yeah, the Heat are really good. What, what do you make of Jimmy Butler there? Well, Jimmy Butler, another kind of player who always has those uh, character issues, questions raised uh, about him. Uh, missed the first couple of games of the season to uh, see the birth of his child. Mm-hmm. Uh, congratulations to Jimmy from everyone here at the Step Back Podcast, I assume. Uh, of course, very nice. Yeah. Uh, just a good player, like just is good at basketball. Yeah, uh, winning player as well. Yeah, he does have that winning mentality. He yeah. sort of drags other players with him. Yeah, uh, I think the problems start when he can't drag other players with him. Yeah, uh, and they sort of let him down. That's yeah. when, and then he starts dragging them down. Yeah, basically in practice <laughs> and, and on the on the uh, on the court as well. Uh, and there are other other rookies as well. Well, the other rookie in particular, Tyler Hero. Yeah. Um, has been quite impressive. He was very impressive in preseason and uh, has had a few good games. He hasn't he hasn't been quite as explosive as I as I thought he might be. 
Um, and in terms of um, the heats plus minus, he is he's not doing all that well, but he mm. is a talent for sure. Yeah, talented player. Um, again, as a rookie, there's no no drama. There's no there's no massive high expectations on him. Uh, he wasn't like a massively high draft pick, so he's got time. Yeah, he does. But the Heat have made a really good start, and now they'll they'll definitely be looking at sort of a, a top four seed. I know, I know it's so early to say that, but if you do start five and two, you immediately you know you start looking mm. at the top half of the seedings, don't you? Definitely. Yeah, and that is within reach, I think, in the East. Yeah, the East have it's all bizarre. It's all topsy turvy. Who knows who's doing well anymore? It changes week in week out. Yeah. Right, Luke. Those those are our, my three uh, surprises. Um, honourable mention to uh, the Suns again. I've mm. got that written down, but yeah. we've, we've already chatted Suns. Can I honourable mention to the Kings as well for the wrong reasons? For the wrong reasons, <laughs> yeah, go on. Yeah, King. I mean, the, I just don't really... Who expected them to be this bad? Well, it might be the Luke Walton effect. Yes, I was going to say. <laughs> I was going to say, is Luke Walton just a bad coach? Does seem to be that way. So he's he's done he's done one stint well with the Golden State Warriors mm. when Steve Kerr was out, and he, he basically... Took took the Warriors through like the playoffs and did like as well as you could possibly imagine, but there's quite extenuating circumstances there of having a an unbelievably stacked team. Yeah, yeah, and it, you know he's not done. He didn't do wonders at the Lakers, did he? And now, no, you know they are not looking so good in uh, in Sacramento. It just doesn't. I just yeah, it doesn't make sense for the, the fact that the Kings fired their head coach. Who had them playing such fantastic basketball, so entertaining. Yeah, everyone, that was, yeah. everyone enjoyed watching them. Uh, Healed on Fox and Bagley were just all doing bits, uh, and they replaced him with Luke Walton. Mm. And now, I mean, Healed and Healed and um, Healed and Fox are still putting up reasonably good numbers. Uh, yeah. I know Healed's three point shooting is a little bit down mm. uh, from last season, but they just. They look kind of trash. It is strange because I was so high on uh, Fox mm. and I really thought he was going to make a big leap this season and really push the sort of elite point guard status. Um, but yeah, that hasn't happened so far. It's still early in the season, of yeah. course. He's still averaging like, I think, a point more per game last than last season. So okay. he's not putting up terrible numbers. Yeah. Just doing it in a losing side. Yeah. And I know you like Bagley last season Yeah, as I'm well. hot on Bagley. I yeah. like Bagley a lot. Uh, he is injured. I think he's only played like one game this season. Okay, so maybe when maybe they need a bit of Bagley. Mm, they do. Yeah, I think they have won their last two, so maybe things are, you know, things are looking up. But um, the thing is, it's so tight in the West that if you get off to a bad start, I know it's only seven games, but it is then hard to to recover because you know they've already got the you know uh, twelve teams ahead of them. Um, so yeah, it's going to be tough to make the playoffs for the Kings, even though I think that that is what their target should have been coming into the season. Mm. Definitely. Yeah. Uh, good point, Luke. That has been a surprise. Right, so we're going to go on to our three defining moments of the season. Um, this is sort of the moments that really stand out. And if you were going to write sort of three articles on the NBA this season, um, these would be the topics. And the first one for me that jumps out is the Carl Anthony Towns versus Joel Embiid mm. bust up. I mean, who doesn't love a bit of handbags? Really? Yeah, it was it's always funny. It was really fun. Yeah. <laughs> I feel bad saying it yeah. in a way, but it just was. So uh, for those who haven't seen it, it's definitely worth a YouTube. But um, the ball sort of... Joel Embiid strips the ball from Carl Anthony Towns. So it's, a, it's a bit rough. And uh, the sixes break away. But then up up, up where, uh, where the ball was stripped, Kat and Joel sort of are, have their arms tangled. And this is just mm. sort of the bit of bit of toing and throwing, and then uh, descends into full on swings, swings of the arms. Um, 
Towns is probably the main aggressor in that case, but you know Embiid's not going to back down from that no. whatsoever. The man loves a scrap. And then there was, uh, you know, Ben Simmons gets involved. Now, what did you what did you think? Do you think uh, he tapped he tapped Towns out or? No, I think he was a peacemaker. He was a peacemaker. He was not. <laughs> he had his arm round his yeah. neck on the floor. A little bit. Yeah, and then they were both ejected, of course, and they'll only miss two games, which isn't isn't that much. No, I feel like the league could have been uh, a lot harsher. Mm. Question marks over whether it would have been a harsh punishment had it been two lesser known players. Yeah, potentially. Yeah, potentially. I do. I do kind of like that Towns is kind of pushing back against his soft reputation. Yeah, because then there was this tete-a-tete on Twitter afterwards and Instagram and well. Instagram. Um, I'm not going to repeat it because you know some of it was a bit expletives, mm. but it was essentially saying um, Towns was like, "I'm not soft," etc. No. And Joel Embiid was like, "You're soft. You've always been soft." <laughs> My <laughs> favorite part of this exchange actually came from neither one of those players or teams. Yeah. It was uh, Rudy Gobert just tweeted uh, a gif of someone eating popcorn really? uh, and just watching, which I love from Rudy. You yeah. have to love it. Yeah, Mike Scott, I believe, on the on the Sixers afterwards gave a brilliant interview. He was just like. Oh, I love this. You know, it gets me yeah. so hyped up. It gets me so hyped up. Um, yeah, no, that was that was intense. But um, unfortunately, I don't think those two teams play each other until like March. It's, it, yeah, different conferences, mm. aren't they? Although they might face each other in the All Star game. Yes, potentially East versus West. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that would be good. I mean, Towns has started the season unbelievably and sort of fired um, the Timberwolves uh, to a. I'm just checking their record. A four and two record, mm. um, which and yeah, he's been playing ridiculously. I've heard calls that he's a front runner for MVP. That's how well he's playing, um, and he's he's incredibly good. Yeah, he is good. We've known this for a, a few years mm. though. Yeah, um, and he sort of has that sort of same t- tag that Devin Booker has, and that he's putting up to a to a lesser extent. Yeah, that he's putting up big numbers on a pretty trash team. Yeah. So, do you think it's a bit of a statement that he's sort of swung for Embiid I don't yeah. know is that is that, is that oh. like sort of coming of age moment if you like or, mm. or does it is, is it not, nah, is I, it think not just, I think it's just beef I think it's, it's just beef. beef I think the biggest statement is the fact that the T-Wolves have a winning record and yeah. Towns is still doing absolute bits yeah. um, and long may it continue because he's a fantastic player and I feel like you want to see the best players playing on good teams and competitive teams yeah Andrew Wiggins though yeah I mean the best flop of all time yeah and game winners for days to <laughs> yeah. be fair two game winners so far, I think, roughly. Oh, man. Roughly. Up the wigs. Uh, <laughs> okay, that's our first defining moment. Our second defining moment. Um, and we touched on this in our surprises. But Golden State being absolutely mm. battered by the Thunder. An OKC team that that were previously battered by the Wiz, I'd like to point really? out. Really? Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. Just to rub it in more. Yeah. But yeah, the score at halftime, it was 70 points to 37. Yeah. And yeah, this is a game. This is the game. Steph broke his hand, but he did. Uh, he did start the game, I mm. believe, um, and played around twenty minutes. And yeah, it, it, that just really sort of rammed it home. The dynasty is over. Like, yeah. The dynasty is over. And who would have thought the Thunder would do that when they've lost their two best players? Yeah, I, I'm quite enjoying the Thunder this year. Though. They're mm. quite. They're quite a fun team with Chris Paul there and uh, Shea Gilgis Alexander. Yeah, very true. Um, they are. And Stephen Adams is, of course, uh, a wonderful player. I love watching Stephen Adams play. Yeah, is that sarcastic? Or no, no, I like Stephen Adams. I, I like Stephen Adams I get a lot. lot. I get strong 
uh, Jason Momoa vibes from him. Yes, definitely. Yeah. Um, they are both like Maori, so it does yeah. make sense. Yeah, all right, fair. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I wonder who models, I guess, Momoa's older, so hmm. we've got Stephen Adams modelling himself after him, perhaps. But yeah, um, they're, a, they're, a, they're a really good team, and uh, Gallinari's guy, I like, always forget. Uh, and then I just watch him play, and he's just, really incredibly mm. good, an incredibly like efficient shooter, and just good at all round game is really good as well. He's underrated, underrated passing as well, and actually that that sort of starting five for OKC is actually, you know, if that was in the East, you're talking, you're talking a playoff team. Yeah, but that's the difference between the East and the West, isn't it? Yeah, and I'm not sure whether I'd expect Chris Paul to be there come the trade deadline. If they can get off of him. Yeah, I think that would be a contract that you would be wanting to lose um, yeah. to a contender. Yeah. Well, there's been talk of uh, Minnesota. I'm not sure about a Towns, uh, Towns-Chris Paul duo. I don't know what you think no. about that. I mean, if I was any team, I wouldn't want Chris Paul, Yeah, personally. It's going to be so hard to shift. There's not a lot of teams where I'd be like, oh yeah, they should take Chris Paul. Mm. I don't think any team should take Chris Paul, really. Yeah. It's like... Uh, would you say Chris Paul and the John Wall contract are two of the worst in the league? Maybe the Wiggins one as well. Oh yeah, the Wiggins one. Um, but well. you, John Wall, you can't. You have to wait until he's fit, mate. You have to wait until he's playing. I think that one is just unlucky. The one, the John Wall one is just unlucky because he was really good. Let's not mess about. No, he was another. He just put up the. He put up the stats, and didn't go anywhere with that. What's his What's his best playoff run? Oh, I don't know. Second round. We were one game. One game away from the from the finals, mate. One game. Was that against LeBron? Uh, Probably. You never going against yeah, the Celtics. Yeah, it was. Wasn't it? Oh, okay. Celtics, maybe. Hmm. One game from the finals. Washington. Come on. Come on. The Eastern Conference Finals. I don't mean the... Yeah, I know. The NBA Finals, yeah. sure. <laughs> right. Final defining moment. And again, we've touched on this earlier. But mm. um, it wasn't a passing the torch moment. No, no. At all. But the Luka Doncic... Yeah. LeBron battle in the aforementioned um, uh, Lakers-Mavs game. Uh, both triple-doubles with both over 15 assists for the first time ever mm. in the NBA. And Luca was unbelievable in that yeah. game. I mean, I think that's a case of great recognises great. Yeah. Um, not really, even like we were sort of talking about it off-air, Master and the Apprentice, but Luca is more than the Apprentice now. Yeah. He's just a genuinely, like, really unbelievably good player. Yeah. Um, no sign of the sophomore slump from him at all. Um, and the Mavs look so fun to watch this year. Like, Porzingis has just reminded everyone how good a player he is. Yeah. Spaces the floor so well. Seven-foot-three um, guy. Oh, it's just so, so good. tall. <laughs> just knocked out threes like there's no tomorrow. It's, oh, it's so fun to watch. Yeah. Yeah, I, I'm loving the Mavs this year, and uh, they did lose that game. And yeah, for for LeBron, it was kind of like as we said earlier, it was like I'm still here, game. And Luca was definitely like, oh, I'm still here as well, mm. and or you know, I'm I'm coming as well. I'm coming for you, LeBron. Um, which was which was quite nice. And at the end, I think LeBron went over and was was heard saying, you know, yeah. you're a, you're a bad mother. Yeah, very so, very touching moment that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Gets you right in the fields. But yeah, I, I do love Luca. Um, do you think the Mavs are going to make the playoffs this year, Luke? Yeah, I think so. Oh, okay. Yeah. Straight in. I'd go, I'm would go. i going to go bold. I think they will. I didn't think they would. Really? At the start of the yeah. season. That wouldn't have been a disaster. No, because they're still a super young team. Yeah. Um, and I just thought around Luca and Paul Zingas, they didn't really have enough. But actually some of their supporting cast have been pretty good. Mm. You know, Jalen Brunson, DeLon Wright, 
been pretty nice. Pretty pretty nice for them. Yeah, right, Luke. We're going to go three of the best players mm. so far. We've talked about a lot of them. We have talked about a lot of them. Let, let me give you one that we haven't talked about then. Okay. Uh, Trey Young. Yeah. Oh, wow. Trey oh, Young boy. has been unbelievable. Yeah. He's catapulted Filthy. himself yeah. into like one of my favourite players to watch. Yeah, definitely. I mean, as I've said before, as soon as he gets a proper haircut, I will be so high on Trey Young. I'll be so, so hot. You won't be able to stop me. But This is from a man, just, by the way, who yeah. has a very similar haircut to Trey no, Young right now. That is not true. That is not true. Oh, um, but yeah, yeah Trey Young, I mean, we all knew he was good, but not this good, I think. Uh, I don't think we were expecting him to put up these sort of crazy numbers. He's like, I think he's, well, he's putting up 24, 27, 4 and 8 uh, through his first five games, I think. Because yeah. um, he missed one. He did. Uh, recently, and he put up 19-3-8 last season. So he's basically, same amount of assists, increased rebounds a little bit, but the points per game has jumped up by eight. Uh, and I know it's obviously, as we said, as we said a lot, it's early in the season. Yeah. It's very small sample size of games, but the man is really good at basketball. Yeah. What's incredibly impressive is that his sort of his passing is almost just as good as his scoring. Yeah. Um, he is throwing some ridiculous dimes, and I, I don't know. We're talking today, last night. Um, the Hawks played the San Antonio Spurs, a really good team, and mm. beat them. By the way, and man, in the fourth quarter, Trey Young just went off he he absolutely bombed these threes mm. at one point he switched onto lamarcus aldridge and bless lamarcus <laughs> trey spun him round oh yeah like this, once tries yeah. three times and then dished for for a for a dunk and it was yeah. it was a it got me like it got me out my seat yeah from a from a hawks perspective it's it's pretty devastating that uh their sort of second star john collins is uh going to be banned uh, for 25 games um, that might put a dent in their sort of winning run because he is again really good but I think what's really impressive about Trey is he's similar to Luca in that he's sort of come in uh, taken this team who are kind of trash and just gone I'm the leader I'm the guy Yeah, like I am the man and of course the thing about that was um, these are two players in like Luca and Trey who were who were traded for each other essentially yeah. in the draft so um, the Hawks the Mavs traded up, didn't they, to the yes. third pick to take Luca, and um, the uh, the Hawks got Trey, and I believe they got Cam Reddish as well. Yeah, well, Cam the pick that turned into the Cam Reddish into alongside Cam Reddish. DeAndre Hunter, who they got this season. As yeah, well. and in theory, in the long run, that could look like incredibly smart business. Mm, yeah, time um, will tell how how well Cam Reddish does, but it started. Well, no, he's, he's not yeah. been shooting well. No, he's not been shooting well, but uh, it's very young. He's very young, very early in his yeah. career. Well, let's, let's not pass judgment. <laughs> But yeah, Trey Trey Young looks unbelievable this season, um, and I'm I'm just I'm loving it. I'm loving yeah. the trade. I mean, if the Hawk, Hawk can can put together a, a good playoff run, mm. um, yeah, MVP calls you could, <laughs> could be. Yeah, well, they're sitting in a seventh seed at the moment. Mm. Only six games in, of course, three and three record, um, but two of those without Trey Young, I think. So mm. with Trey, they look they look superb. And yeah, you just touched on it there, but we should just say about John Collins and DeAndre Ayton both. Um, have been done for using banned substances. Um, different banned substances, we should say. Um, John Collins was a... It's called peptide 2. It's like a growth hormone. So a steroid, I mm. guess, basically. Whereas Aiton was like a diuretic. So, um, yeah, I think my main takeaway from this is that the young guys need to really be careful about, you know, what their trainers are giving them. Mm. Because they won't be... 
it won't be a, a like um, a conscious decision from them to say yes, I want this illegal substance. Yeah. you would have thought be, they'll just be taking it because their trainers, their manager, their agent, whatever says, oh yeah, you should take this. Yeah, and both of them have twenty five uh, game bans, which is it's pretty hefty actually. It's you know a quarter of a season. Yeah, um, do you think that's fair? I think this is one of those instances where the punishment doesn't necessarily fit the severity of the crime because the punishment is is definitely a deterrent for other people yeah. to think like, oh, Christ, I don't want to risk that because I'll miss set out a quarter of the season. Yeah. It's just not worth it. Yeah. I think it is I think it is a, a fair punishment, actually, and, mm. and I think it is right to, to uh, deter players. You know, you don't really want to see it anywhere near the game. And even though these are not too... Uh, really serious drug offences. Mm. Um, I think it is um, probably a fair punishment. Yes, agreed. Yep. Okay, so Trey Young is one of our three best players of the season so far. Um, I'm going to put another one forward to you. We've already talked about him. Luka Doncic, would you agree with that? Yeah, definitely one of the best players. Uh, yeah, eulogised. We have eulogised about uh, Luka and he is just doing bits. Yeah. Just putting up very similar numbers to last year on a winning team and has Porzingis, which is another unbelievable piece for him to sort of share the scoring load with. Yeah. Uh, just means that he's not going to get sort of double teamed quite as much because you can't afford to do that mm. when you've got a uh, big KP. Yeah. Well, we, yeah, we've talked about it a little bit. So um, the other guys I've got written down, we've also chatted about, mm. I've, I've put LeBron and Kat as potential, Carl Anthony Towns, of course, as, yeah. as potential ones as well. Is there anyone else you'd Yeah, say? I mean, AD, I would say, we again, AD. we've spoken about. Um, yeah. Giannis is still doing really well. Thing is, yeah, people aren't really noticing. No, but Giannis is doing exactly yeah. the same things he did last year, um, and the Bucks are really good. Tell me about Kawhi Leonard for a bit. What have you made of him on the clips? It's bit, he's he's looked good on the clips. The clips yeah. have looked good, especially like early in the season, uh, in that first opening opening night game against the Lakers. Like Kawhi was like, oh my god, Kawhi is so good. Yeah. And why did we ever doubt Kawhi? Um, uh, yeah, but he's just been really good, um, and the Clippers themselves have been have been very good as well. I think the thing about Kawhi is his load management is always uh, the question mark. He's going to have to miss some games, and how the Clippers are going to cope early in the season when they're not going to have they're going to be a, a few type games where they're not going to have either neither him nor Paul George, um, and how they respond to that. Yeah, I think when he plays, Kawhi just reminds you like, oh wow, this is you know this this definitely could be the best the best guy in the game right now um it's just his his sort of mid-range game mm. in a in a sport that sort of has been phasing out the mid-range in favor of you know the analytical shots the threes and mm. the layups um yeah he i didn't watch jordan play but i kind of imagine sometimes like <laughs> that's what jordan would be like yeah um in some of the stuff he does because he just sort of he'll just back you down turn around and hit this really flat shot, mm. and it just seems to go in, you know, every time. Especially, and then in the fourth quarter, he it, it's yeah. when he seems especially efficient. Which is like there's such a sign of a good player, like a, a like not just a good player, but an elite player is yeah. like they can do it under the pressure. And the fourth quarter, Kawhi is unbelievable. Playoff Kawhi yeah. is just beyond elite. I mean, we've um, seen it. Yeah, yeah. last well, season, yeah. evidence alone. Yeah. And his um, playmaking has taken a step forward as well this season. He's throwing passes that I, I didn't really know he had in him, to be mm. honest. Yeah, uh, the likes of Iv- Iv- Ivaka Zubak uh, thriving uh, with Kawhi in the team. Yeah, and it's, it is a scary team, that that team, um, especially come playoff time yeah. when they're all locked in. I don't know how... Sc- I don't know. Are you not scared think, well, of no, I'm not, pretty scared. I, I won't be sc- I'm scared of Kawhi and, and Paul George. Yeah. I'm not... Like, I'm Ivaka Zubak... 
Yeah, Lou, Lou, and Pat Bev are really good as well. I think it's unfair that Lou comes off the bench yeah. for the Clippers. I'm Potentially. Just, yeah. Yeah. I was just like, <clears throat> okay, you get through their like two headed monster of Kawhi and Paul George, and then you've got to deal with Lou off the bench. Mm. And Montrez Harrow as well. Yeah, to, so he to is great. Oh, his aggression. He's such a good player to have. Such a good role player. Yeah. Uh, as well. And, and Landry Shamit's a good player as well. Yeah. But he doesn't like scare me. No. No. Shamit's not scaring people. But, you know, a good player. I, I just think they're a scary team. As, mm. You know, with the likes of Pat Bev on defense as well. Um, yeah. They're just... They're I think really the thing is, like, as a collective, as a team, mm. they're like, oh, wow. That, yeah. They could be hard to beat. Yeah. Um. Whereas the Lakers sort of more have individual talents. Mm. But as you said, their defensive efficiency proves, I think, that they are working together very well as a cohesive unit. Yeah, I just I just see the Clippers as sort of this playoff juggernaut, essentially. And the, and when we get there, I think I think we'll see that come through, um, despite, you know, regular season. I've said before, I think the LA Lakers will have a better regular season record, but the Clippers will, in the playoffs, um, show their class and, and defeat the Lakers, essentially, if, if it comes to that. Um, so which yeah. I really hope it does. Yeah, you would love to see. That, <laughs> you? We need to make sure the seeding's right though. So you need like a a one and three slash two and four seeding. Cool. Right, Luke. I think that brings us just about to the end of the show. Uh, thank you for coming on. Thank you for having me. Any final thoughts? Um, up the whiz. Up the whiz. Uh, viva Ruhachimora. Lovely. <laughs> thank you, Luke, and thank you, listener. Goodbye.